There are lots of things it's easy to forget, but don't let your co-op radio membership be one of them. Renew during our fall member drive now to October 31st. Call 604-684-8494. Visit our website, www.coopradio.org. Come on back. Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. Long division sure comes in handy. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. Just say no to family values. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome to Wax Poetic. I'm one of your co-hosts today, Pamela Bentley. And I'm the other co-host this afternoon, R.C. Weslowski. And our guest today is Fabien Calvert Filto. Welcome. Nice to have you here. Thanks. And uh, what we like to do, our guest starts, starts things off with a poem for us. Jump right in. Okay, so this poem is called Grizzly on the Logging Road. And it's written in conversation with Earl Burney's poem, Bear on the Delhi Road. <laughs> the crew truck, a whiplash on gravel, growls to a halt on the soft shoulder of the road. Through a battlefield of mosquito husks leathered to the windscreen, the eyes of the humans rest on a hulk of fur slumped atop a berm. The bear, a grizzly, gazes out from a mat of flattened fireweed and vetch, wood strawberries choked by truck spew and dust. The humans wait, kissing the air for the bear to rise, to beat with crooked arms the brilliant air, to writhe against the ring in its great soft nose, alive with the fierce wish to forever stay, only an ambling bear, four-footed in the berries. Why don't you move, they say. It must be sick, they say. Maybe someone shot it with a stun gun, a ranger in the ass of a bluff charge of a wandering grizzly. Hi, bear, the humans call. It looks so cute up there, like a teddy. I want to touch it. I want to take it home. And the bear, a slew-eyed Buddha, a street-drunk sage, looks down at the empty road, the cluster of skinny-limbed ants calling up. It is strange, this encounter. The still bear, the humans, slowing in their dance. The scarified earth is a topography of skitter trails, where wild is one last freckle on the continent's whitewashed brow. Finally, there is no more reason to clamp rings through the noses of bears to keep wild from wild encroaching. The grizzly looks out across the road through the eye candy ribbon of roadside pine planted there to ease the view of the bald alien plain, expanding across the planet's crust a few meters beyond. And the humans, in this dawning slow as tar, sink back into the truck's dirty seats. Thank you. Cool. Hey, have you heard, do you know um, Red Galway Cannell's uh, poem called Bear? I don't. Uh, I hadn't either. I heard that he passed away. Uh, yesterday or today, and there. So I was reading an, a biography, and bear was one of the poems, and so it just sort of reminded me. And he basically about a bear um, eating and devouring, and then he becomes the bear, and then the bear uh, wow. dies because it's eaten something that was sitting in a trap, and and all that sort of stuff. So it just the synchronicity was just of it sort of was I, kind of. I'll have my to head. seek it out. Did yeah. you say Galway Kennel? Galway Kennel died. Yeah. I like his poetry mm. a lot. I don't. I didn't know it at all. So I was just reading yeah. today. One of about my it. favorite poems is a poem by him, but I didn't know the bear one. Mm. 
Um, so would you said in conversation with Earl Burney's piece, is that what you said at the top? Yeah, so there are sections of, of Earl Burney's poem, which are, they're italicized. So reading it, it's not evident what mm. is written by him, but um, it's in response to his poem and sort of takes it into a new, it was written, you know, over half yeah, a century yeah. ago. So it takes it into a new context of... Uh, industrialization in the north yeah so I, that sort of answer, maybe answers my question because i was going to say um what's the difference between a poem that's in conversation with somebody else as, as opposed to one that's in response to another poet's hmm. well i guess part of it is the inclusion of his words in, um, yours. in mine okay. yeah and it feels i guess i say in conversation because i don't a response feels um it feels like there's more of a back and forth with that. And in conversation, it feels like it opens things up. Okay. Neat. Yeah. And was this an incident that happened and then made you think of the poem or you'd read the poem and then this incident happened or is it all totally made up or what? Uh, no, it is an incident that happened. Um, and and I kind of, I tree planting, I never write, but I jot down little poem ideas. And so so I jotted down this one. And then when I sat down to write it, I, I kept thinking of Earl Burney's poem. Mm. And I thought there's a connection here. Cool. Yeah. So this is from your new book, Second Growth, and you mentioned tree planting. Is the title tied in with that idea of tree planting? Is there are, are there a lot of experiences from your tree planting in the book? Yeah. So I mean, thematically, uh, I would say that 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 tree planting really it, it ties things together. Um, and the title Second Growth comes from a planting forestry term. Second growth is is what has been planted. So after the old growth has been cleared, uh, the second growth is is what comes up. And so the book really examines sort of what arises through devastation mm. in the clear-cut end beyond. Yeah. yeah. How long does that take? Is that usually the second growth? Is that, is that like 20, 25 years? Or is it shorter than that, longer than that? Kind of? My understanding is that it's longer, that it's kind of more 60 to 70 years. Oh, okay. Years. okay. Yeah. yeah. For it to be harvestable again, because they're plants yeah. while they're planting them, replanting them, correct? Yeah, and I'm not certain um, other planters out there can yeah. fill me in on this, but I do I do believe that I don't know if, if we've even started harvesting second growth yet. Oh, okay. So I don't even not sure what will happen with those trees. Mm-hmm. Where were you doing that, the tree planting? I worked I planted for the better part of a decade and all over interior BC. So a lot in the in the Chilcotin, the Chilcotin Plateau and and then north, so around Hazelton, Smithers that region and up in Fort Nelson as well and that's the area that you live in now is that where you're originally from uh it's not where I'm originally from I live in Hazleton and my grandmother was born in Hazleton um but she and she grew up mostly in kind of the Vanderhoof Prince George region and so my dad's a lot of my dad's family is still up there but I grew up mostly in Ottawa (coughs) in Ontario yes yes I spent 15 years there um, so I made that sound like it was a jail sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we both moved out here. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a jail sentence, but I just realized that my phrasing sounded a little strange there. Um, let's hear another poem from the book. Okay. So I will, I will read one now that's not, not a planting poem, just to lend some diversity to this. Uh, so this, this poem is called, is called Bristol Fashion which is the name of a boat, uh, and it is also a term that that means ship shape. Hmm. So Bristol fashion. Left by her dad, his beautiful old 50-foot boat, hand-painted, home-welded elephant the size of a fist fastened to the bow, a first mate from that promised land, still dropping out of sight with each horizon's dusk. Run up on shore not far from the harbor, where, for years now, winter storms lick the wooden hull like a dog to a wound. On this June day, when she walks around the beach, the beached boat at low tide, propeller looming beyond reach of her upstretched arm, she strokes the boat's sleek side and knows no tide can set it free. All along the sagging hull she feels for the softest place, and humming a farewell lullaby, rams her fist through the oily rot until she's shoulder deep in the heaving dark, groping for a heart where the engine should be. 
Whoa, nice oh, ending. Yeah, That's no good. Kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, because I feel you can feel it, right? You can feel like that give of the rotting wood and mm-hmm. then just with the simple description and then I thought when you said feeling for a beating heart, it was almost going to be like this birth metaphor, but then it's like, it just stops. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I love that one. That was nice. Thanks. <laughs> so um, we were talking a little bit about your book cover before, because um, I, I was struck by it. This was one of the reasons that I was drawn to invite you to be a guest because uh, I saw the image it kept showing up in my Facebook feed because you have a launch tonight at, I do uh, yeah where is it going to be it's at people's co-op books and it's at seven o'clock and um, so the the image on the front of the book tell us tell us it's, it's like a, a crouched person and it at first I thought it was just cigarette smoke <laughs> Yeah. And you know when it first showed up, and then yeah. when I looked, you look close more closely. Where did that? How did that come to be the cover of your book? I feel I feel very fortunate to have this image as the cover. So it came to be the cover. Um, my partner Greg was to have designed the cover, and he was online one day looking for inspiration, and came across this image, which is a it's a photograph by an Italian photographer named Stefano Bonazzi, and Greg said to me, you know, I can. I can I can paint this, but that would be stealing from Stefano. So why don't you just send him an email and and ask if you can use it? So I did, and um, Stefano sells his prints for nine hundred to thirteen hundred dollars. So that was going to be an impossibility for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I I wrote to him and kind of just explained my story that I was that I was having this book of poems published and felt like his image really fit. Um, thematically with the content and and asked if what it would take to use it and he and he wrote back and said you can have it for for two books so that was our trade <laughs> that's pretty good cool. yeah now he's got the bonus of getting mentioned on radio mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if he'll ever hear this it'll but... <laughs> be on the internet forever it'll be archived and then podcast and he can you can send him the link so i will he knows we've given him credit on the airwaves yeah um so you said that it fits the thematically yeah. Um, do you want to say anything about that? Or, or what is the image? Yeah, does, can you describe that for yeah, us? Yeah, so the image is a, it's a crouched figure, naked, um, and kind of see uh, the profile of the body, and then the head sort of from the shoulders up transforms into into what looks like smoke. It's from his smoke series. And I was, I was really drawn to this image because uh, it evokes transformation and... Um, and that really fits because a lot of the poems deal with with transformation. So, um, you know, like clear cutting is a is a huge transformation mm-hmm. of the land, and on and it and it is it's devastating. Um, and on first glance, all that is really evident is the devastation. And for me, I had this process of returning to clear cuts year after year and realizing that there was a lot of growth there, and it looked really different. Um, but, you know, that's where I got to know Arnica and all of these wildflowers. And uh, so, yeah, so there's it, it evokes resilience, too, I think. What's the relationship uh, with people living in Hazleton and the area and um, the lumber industry, whether it's, I guess, the, the companies or um, just the industry in itself? Because it obviously provides uh, jobs and keeps the economy going, but it has that clear-cut devastation, too. I think there are there are there's such a variety of relationships with it. Um, the mills have all closed down in the area, okay. so that's not as far as the industry goes. That's not going on anymore. Some people are employed as planters. There's there's some logging happening. Um, so yeah, so it does it does feed the community. Um, I think more the focus in Hazelton right now is is more on on the the pipelines mm, that are proposed. Too, I would think, yeah. The dam, but mostly mostly the LNG pipelines and and Enbridge yeah. and the um, yeah quite severe devastation that would come from those going through and you know logging when you look at it in comparison to that it doesn't look quite so bad. Are <laughs> <laughs> the is a the majority of people opposed to the pipeline going through then from what you said or uh in the community yes yeah yeah 
it just seems a no-brainer to me, but clearly it's not out there in the big wide world. Mm-hmm. So um, let's hear another poem. Uh, and while you're looking for one, I'm just going to tell people that your your guest, our guest today is Fabienne Calvert-Filto. Uh, and we are still in the middle of our fall member drive. Maybe not in the middle. We've got three more days left. Uh, we got another pledge this week, um, but we haven't had any today. So um, it would be great if you would call in and as the recorded announcement at the top of the hour there said, remember to renew. Don't forget that. You forget where your glasses are, but don't forget to renew. Um, Or you can become a new member or you can become a sustaining member where you give something every month. Or if you don't want to join anything, you can just donate. You can go to coopradio.org, coopradio.org and click on become a member or click on donate. And that's the easiest way to do it. Mm -hmm. And why would they want to do that? Well, I think one of the key things is is that if you're listening to the station you go you know the thing i really want to hear on the radio is not happening on co-op and it's not happening anywhere else if you are a member then you can become a programmer uh that is the the main criteria you have to be a member of co-op to become a programmer of a radio station uh, of the station and then you can make a proposal and say i want to do you know rabbits uh going to the bathroom show for uh, eight (laughs) hours a day and uh, we'll go oh, maybe not eight hours, but we can give you half an hour here or there. If you, but if you can make it compelling and and useful to the audience listening in, you know, you might get uh, a rabbit going to the bathroom. Yeah, show. there are a couple of spaces left right now. There are a couple of uh, places open right now in the schedule. I know they're looking for a a new music show on Thursday yeah. afternoons, and it's just like if you have a different ask, the different way of looking at something that is on other show on other stations, or kind of music that is not on other stations, yeah. then yeah, you do have a good chance of getting that on the air. So. Become a member and become a programmer. That's right. That's right. Okay. So back to the kind of thing you don't hear anywhere else. We're going to hear another poem from Fabienne. Thank you. So the last third, more or less, of the book is is a long poem. And it's called The River. Um, And it deals with my mother's attempted suicide. Um, And... I'm reading it today because I've, I've been at this conference, this pregnancy outreach conference, and had the privilege yesterday morning of, of hearing Gabor Mate speak mm. all, all, all morning. And uh, he's, a, he's such an inspiration. And he, he said, and this kind of really encapsulates his work, but he said, trauma is disconnection. Um, so a lot of what my poems deal with and... Of what I think about pretty constantly is how to how to reconnect body with mind and emotion and itself and people with each other and uh, humans with land and yeah so so this is the first so I won't I'll only read the first section of this because well, you could read more than one section because that's what we can do on talk radio. <laughs> well, I'll just start with one section. <laughs> so this is the first section from the river. I caught my first fish at seven years old in the river where our mother would try to die. Above the water, our lines danced like silk tail fins of butterfly koi, muddy shore sucking our ankles, sun splitting open the sky. It was no koi, my catch, but a sunfish, flat-cheeked, bonier than a pancake, beaming up from the bright yellow breakfast plate. Dad helped me add just the right amount of butter and flip it in the pan when the underside sizzled, crisp and heavy, as that summer sun. The fish tasted like river sludge, Mm -hmm. chewed to leather by the rock bottom. And I ate the whole thing, licked clean every bone, the way I'd seen the cat lick clean the bony remains of mice she'd hunt under the deck while the neighbor drank beer and blew squirrels to bits with his shotgun aimed at our fence. We still have the picture somewhere, me and the fish and the knee-long tea. It was the 90s, and you only catch your first fish once. Oh, keep going then. Yeah, that's only one part. I want to hear some more. You don't have to, you know, you choose which part you want to read, but... Okay, well, I'll just just keep going. Okay. Every day we walk the river, my mutt and I. Today she punches through a lacework of ice, 
and gnaws the stiffened rot of a heron's leg. Next day she brings me a shampoo bottle, cigarettes, pubic fuzz of a squirrel tail, a stiletto, polished with frozen mud the gray-green of aspergillus mold. From the river she rescues the city's sputum, too buoyant to subsume. Tail a wag, this is her life's work, <laughs> pulled up, offered, grinningly at my feet. Do you want to stop, or will you read more? We've got time. <laughs> uh, we like yeah, to hear go. You. We like... like to hear you more than us. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll read a... I'll just... Let me just find... I won't read it kind of from beginning to end. I'll just find a couple more sections. Okay. Yeah, we do have lots of time for that, though. That's okay. great. Uh, okay. We placed yellow roses on her friend's stoop, hammered the bell, and ran... Drenched with river in early spring, Mom had stood at that same door, gray lips chattering. She'd hoped for higher rapids, spewing smack of falls, but washed ashore in reeds of an eddy, so close she could hear water like a thousand chainsaws revving over the drop. Trembling from cold, how close she'd come, she asked for help, please, a blanket. While we walked home from school, shrieking dares across abandoned lots, giddy with ghosts, boarded up windows, and a calcified fence, our mother's friend propped a baby on her hip. Between the cold rattle of lips and the inferno in the den, she reminded Mom about the school bell, swimming lessons, handed her a towel slumped over the boot rack, the one reserved for dogs. How old were you when that happened? I was 14. Yeah. And have you, have you, have your mother and have you and your mother ever spoken of it, of it or talked of it? We have, we have talked about it lots. Yeah. 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 And, um, it was, it was a very difficult poem to write, hmm. one that I felt needed to be written and, um, and I feel it needed to be written because there's so much stigma about suicide and, um, so much kind of a lot of victim blaming that still happens and and shame and I really my my belief is that it's uh, kind of societally we have a collective responsibility for for this for yeah for for these things happening and for looking at kind of the deeper reasons that that somebody can can come to this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah engaging in that in that conversation um, in, in examining, examining the attempt to reconnect, what have you discovered of the ability to do that? You know, it's like trauma disconnects. So what is, how is the reconnection going? Like personally? Yeah, or, or just what you've learned, you know, if you don't want to talk about it personally. But just, you know, because you were saying you've explored it various ways that it, there's these disconnections. How do, you, how, we, how do you feel we're moving towards reconnection or are we? As people, um, I, th- I mean, general. I have no idea. You know? <laughs> yeah, Sometimes that's a big I think question, but... I feel so lucky because I, I, I have such incredible friends who um, are so passionate and move from places of such integrity. And so when I'm around them, I think things are really changing. You know, like um, people are are critical and opening up and examining the structures that exist that are harmful especially within kind of the dominant Western mm-hmm. world. And then I step outside of that and I realize that, you know, maybe, maybe things aren't changing all that much and actually we're becoming more polarized. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. This is what I can offer up sure. right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is what you feel like you were exploring in your book and now you're at this conference, which is your paid work. Mm-hmm. Um, Doing pregnancy outreach is that correct? Yes, yeah. that's that's what you do, and that's what the conference is about. Uh, yes, and you were mentioning that Gabor Mate, and then there was another woman yesterday who you were very affected by. What was her name? Uh, Vicky Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. What did she speak about? She spoke about well, she spoke about a lot of mm. wonderful things. Um, she looked at her talk was on on burnout, and it was very inspiring because she took it away from focusing on self care. Um, as an individual thing and looked at sort of the the structures that are in place collectively that 
contribute to burnout. Um, and yeah, and what we can do to, 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 to mitigate that. And mm-hmm. yeah, so like what is expected of us that makes us get to the point where we have to make self-care such a huge priority. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now that seems like it's t- tied in with connection as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, yeah, these things all flow into each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. And this is your first book of poetry. It is. Um, yes. Who's it published by? It is published by Creekstone Press. And they are, um, they're out of the Driftwood Canyon, which is just outside of Smithers, mm. not far from Hazleton. How often do they uh, publish uh, collections? Well, they publish um, all different things. Okay. They publish poetry and works of, works of nonfiction and some fiction as well. And I don't even know how often they do. I mean, I think maybe one or two a year, uh-huh. maybe more. I should know. Yeah, um, no. But... They they really their mandate is to focus on the north and okay. writing that's coming out of the north. Sure. Yeah. Um, is it ava- where is it available? Well, it's available up there. Yeah. <laughs> Either online. It's available online. Um, yeah. So so people can go down to their local bookstores and order it. Yeah. And uh, the more ordering that happens, the more it'll be stocked in sure. different places. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they can get it tonight. Co-op books. You're they reading. They sure can. Yeah. Yeah, 7 p.m. this evening. Uh, Fabienne will be reading if you're enjoying what you're hearing here. Uh, yeah, co-op books on Commercial Drive. So check that out for Along sure. Along with Daniela, Elza, Jen Curran, and Gria. Oh, sorry, Surya Kofin, I think it was. I was just going to look up the name, the name, but I didn't I didn't type fast enough So while we were talking. Um, and uh, that that's a great place to go to readings. I love going to readings there. Surrounded by, I mean, I, I don't know. It's the socialist at heart, I guess. It reminds me of Octopus Books in mm-hmm. in Ottawa. You might be familiar with Octopus Books. It's yeah. got that same sort of feel to it. It almost smells the same as Octopus mm-hmm. Books. These uh, socialist bookstores all smell the same, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but the, peop- the people are the books, do you think? <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. The unwashed know. masses. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, so do we have, do you have any listings you want to do or do you uh, have yeah. time for another poem? Or? Well, let's get another poem in first and then we will, if we have time, okay. we'll jump on some listings. A couple of shows happening. I know there's one tonight and coming up on uh, Friday and Monday. Okay. So, uh, so this is a, a, a little lighter and this is, this is written it's loosely based on something that happened, um, there are still, there are these cows on Haida Gwaii that are sort of mythical. Um, they turn out to be not so mythical, though. Uh. So some people you ask, they're, they're feral cows. What? And yeah, they're feral cows. And, and some people say those, those don't exist at all. And then, and then you hear stories about people going out and hunting them at night. So this is an experience <laughs> five years ago with, with the cows. This is called uh. Becoming Lovers. Well, not that- that leads into a whole okay. other thing. It's like <laughs> we settle in. <clears throat> uh, 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 listen, to my collar. <laughs> the night the wind swung our tent, a pendulous firefly above sand, smooth as a conch shell's ear. A cow swam onto the beach, shed her flippers in agate orange dark, and the tide pulled back its skin. Along miles of sand, kelp uncoiled and rose into shifting shapes of all our fears. The way the stump on the path to the shore, by day a home to squirrels and polypores, rises by night on root-swift haunches to stalk the underbrush, hungry to feast from the soft belly of fear until dawn, breaking, turns those cat eyes back to muted wood. And this cow... Shaking off the ocean's vernix, a loose slump of walrus hide and dulse, grew bones from stubs where seaweed once wavered, rose up to become a fleet-footed ungulate, tearing up the beach on its new-grown hooves, yelping ululations of the tide. (laughs) Seven times around our tent it raced, circling the tight scent of us faster and faster, nostrils sucking sand like air, Air whirled into spooling funnels faster and faster, us the sudden raveling eye of the storm. Then it fled. Quick as it came, the cow flew. And in the pause of its passing, we looked to one another. Naked chickens in suddenly still night, 
<laughs> searching for some answer, validation, that yes, the cow is here. The walrus cow rose from the sea. I heard it. I swear it. Did you? Uncertain, you clambered from the tent, stood in the dark in nothing but your headlamp's tiny beacon, scanned the beach for hoof prints, patties, some hard proof of this great myth to carry over to morning. Wow, that's a great way to end. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's like that's the kind of nature poetry I like. Like all the other, it's like it's got some meat and people as naked and bone chickens, and, oh, feral so cows, good. Yeah. walruses rising, cow walruses, <laughs> walrus cows. Yeah. Um, so no apologies necessary is waiting outside for us to let them in. Um, but let's hear. Um, maybe I'll go do that while you say a little bit about some adventure. Sure, I know up. that happening tonight as well um, is the UBC Poetry Slam which happens uh, every two weeks at Benny's Bagels on West Broadway. Uh, I'm not sure of the cross street, but it's uh, right by the Dairy Queen on West Broadway before McDonald. Um, so I think it's Trafalgar, but maybe not even that far down. Anyhow, it's uh, 7.30 is the sign-up, and the show starts at 8 o'clock. It uh, usually is jam-packed in there, sold out. So if you want to uh, get a good seat, there's not really a lot of good seats, but you can find a good place to stand uh, if you get there early, and that's at Benny's Bagels this evening. And uh, coming up on Friday, the Prop House Cafe, which has been a venue in Vancouver, East Vancouver, for quite a few years, is uh, closing, at least as far as a performance venue. And so there's going to be a farewell show a wrap-up party on Halloween. It's free. You can go and uh, dance around there and then go do some other Halloween stuff if you like. Uh, Red, Red, oh, Red Herring <laughs> is performing. We should do that together. Red Herring. Red, Red Herring. 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 Herring is performing. <laughs> and I'll be performing and there'll be some other folks too. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, on Monday, uh, Floyd VB is featuring at the Vancouver Poetry Slam. Back from Travels. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's sort of a few things that I know is going on. Or you can go to uh, VancouverPoetrySlam.ca for more information and uh, PandorasCollective.ca. Well, yeah, Pandora's Collective has a big fundraiser coming up on November 15th for the um, fundraiser for uh, BC Women's Hospital, I think, uh, the Eating the Disorder eating Clinic. Eating Disorders Clinic at the hospital, So yeah. it's, uh, it's called The Midnight in Paris based on uh, the movie. So dress up in your finest 1920s, 1930s. Uh, I guess more mostly 1920s uh, and come as, you know, whoever you want to come as. And tickets are $45. You can get those at pandorascollective.com. Mm-hmm. And they are sponsoring tonight's reading as well, which will have uh, Fabien Calvert-Filto. I hope I'm saying your name right. Um, launching her new book, and she's been our guest today. Thank you very much for being here, Fabien. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a treat. And don't forget, this will be up online on the Co-op Radio website uh, probably in 30, 45 minutes. And soon or later, uh, sooner or later, it will be up on iTunes for free. You can go search Wax Poetic on iTunes and uh, check out the show. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to donate or become a member or renew your membership. For the last three days of our uh, membership drive, you can call 604-684-8494 or you can go to our coopradio.org. I have been your host today, one of them, Pam Bentley. I'm R.C. Weslowski. And thanks, Fabienne, for being on the show. Thank you so much. And No Apologies Necessary is coming up next. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what? Happy Halloween from Co-op Radio. For the final day of our fall member drive, we are airing a special Halloween programming on the evening of October 31st. 
Our special Halloween programming will be airing Friday the 31st from 6.30 until 10.30 p.m. Perfect listening while greeting trick-or-treaters. And if you happen to be out trick-or-treating near Wall Street, why not drop by the station? We'll be opening the doors to the public, broadcasting that special programming, and celebrating Halloween here. We'll have candy counting and coloring contests and be handing out candy for kids from 1 p.m. Come by 2014 Wall Street on October 31st and show us your costumes. Happy Halloween from Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5, the No Apologies Necessary Show, bringing it to you direct every single Wednesday, the best in local and live music. That was the party on High Street to start things off with uh, some skunk funk there off of uh, an older album of theirs that uh, I really do love. It's called Organized. Uh, this is the Halloween special as it's Halloween this weekend and there's lots of good things going on. 
So keep your uh, costumes on for driving. Keep those scary faces subdued for now. It's not Friday yet, but get ready. This is Carpenter. No apology necessary. I'm a boiling pot of anger Middle-aged mutant Deep 
transformed monstrosity Do not have the audacity to fuck up this atrocity Reform, deform, creeper in a tree fort Deport, back into my country, read the report Igor, why they wanna pick a little me for? C4 explosives, I'm ferocious by the seashore Keep it, you will reap it, I will give it all I got I'm strategic, devil's reject, I will think and I will fly Say crap, it was my fault. I'm an albatross, a falcon cause. Half mountain lion, countless crimes. But I'll be fine, my blood is mixed with alkaline. Kill the little monster, he is obviously insane. He's probably just a goblin that has problems with his brain.
This is Co-op Radio, 100.5, no apologies necessary. Taking over the airways every single Wednesday, 2.30 to 3.30, to bring it the best in local and Canadian music. Uh, on that tip, we've been playing a bunch of good stuff, trying to keep it a bit in the Halloween theme, maybe a bit of a more the unconventional Halloween, you know? I mean, people probably don't want to hear me play, you know, Werewolves of London again, although I do like that song. Um... We did start out the show with Skunk Funk by Party on High Street, because there's nothing scarier than a skunk when you're trying to trick-or-treat. Uh, we went up after that with the Mad Child track, and it was all about ghouls and goblins, so it would be uh, great, a little bit of local hip-hop there. And then we uh, heard from Five Alarm Funk with a tune called We All Scream, appropriately enough. Um, yeah, it's a lovely Wednesday out there, and we are kind of doing a bit of a trick-or-treat thing ourselves right now down here at co-op uh we have our uh fall membership going on, membership drive going on right now and uh we uh you know our vancouver's only uh, community-based uh completely independent uh member supported radio station and uh we are you know commercial free uh, we don't make money off anything like that we just bring to you uh stuff from the community for the community uh, with uh, probably hundreds if not like definitely hundreds of volunteers just doing it for the love of they do and uh some people donated uh, to us some tickets and some uh, gift cards and some other things right now if you call in and become a member in the next uh during the show here uh you can call up 604-684-8494 and uh get uh information about how to become a member tell them no apologies necessary sent you but we have uh tickets to a few shows here uh we got tickets to uh the uh, bear creek park training mini golf halloween pumpkin express which is uh, 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Um, uh, Friday, uh, October 31st. Uh, it's going to be pretty good if you want, you know, something to do with your kids. The ticket's about 10 bucks each, but uh, we're giving away pairs right now if you want to become a member of the radio station. We also know that there's a lot of awesome musician folk that listen to uh, our airwaves, uh, you know, just to uh, hear local music going on and stuff. And uh, if that is you or somebody you know, and you'd like to become a member, we could give away uh, gift cards. We got $10 gift cards. Uh, if you call up and contribute, uh, become a member of the station. You can donate any amount, really, actually. Um, there are various levels. Uh, whatever is appreciated. So call us up at 604-8494, and uh, you can get yourself some free uh, tickets and free uh, gift cards to Long McQuaid uh, for um, getting yourself a ukulele and then getting your stuff recorded and then getting it here on No Apologies Necessary. <laughs> Alright, but uh, you know, on that tip, we should probably jump into the music as I have so much good music to play of a ghoulish and scary nature. I'm gonna play a highly appropriate song. This one goes out to my buddy uh, Corey Sweet, who was uh, working on the wall of a graveyard somewhere out in New West. Uh, this is a tune called Don't Build a Wall Around the Graveyard by Marie in the Shower. Uh, we had Jack from this band uh, on the show with his uh, new project, Demon Squadron, a couple weeks ago. So we're just uh, happy to keep it going. Uh, This is Maria in the shower. Don't build a wall around your graveyard. And don't forget, find out more about Co-op Radio, www.coopradio.org, or call us up right now and get some free tickets uh, and free gift cards. We'll team them up if you call up, 604-8494. Again, that's 604-8494. Peace. Much respect. Thank you. Don't build a wall around the graveyard. Ain't no one trying to get in. Don't build a wall around the graveyard Ain't no one trying to get in Don't build a wall around the graveyard Everyone will get there in the end You can build a wall around your heart Stop and stand a world apart You can call your wall a work of art But you can't keep the rain from getting in Don't build a wall around the graveyard Ain't no one trying to get in Don't build a wall around the graveyard Ain't no one trying to get in Don't build a wall around the graveyard Everyone will get there in the end Build a wall around your lover Cause you hope she don't discover That your brother he is better Underneath the covers And you can't keep the rain from getting in Don't build a wall around the graveyard Ain't no one trying to get in Don't build a wall around the graveyard Ain't no one trying to get in Don't build a wall around the 